What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Gridiron 4th and 1 podcast. This is your weekly Kamish Power Rankings, and we are coming up on week six. We have a bit of a shakeup this week. Some new faces, some new names in the top six. We no longer have an undefeated team, and we no longer have a winless team. So, quite a bit of change all across the league. Lots of fun stuff to get into, so let's go ahead and dive in. At number one, we have a return to glory for TBTD, aka the Bastiches, aka Nardo, who started off the season in the number one power ranking spot. Now, there's a very, very clear reason for this, and it's it's so obvious looking at it now that we have five weeks of data to look at, but Nardo has scored 120 points, at least 120 points in four out of the last five weeks, four, four, out, of the, four out of the five weeks in general, and the only week that he didn't score 120, he still scored 111. That consistency is putting him at the top. Now, he's sitting in the number two seed overall, but he is only eight points behind Kieran, and they are tied for a record of four and one. Well done, Nardo. At number two, and this is going to surprise some people, but I have my reasons for it. Number two is Gibson, who is currently not in a playoff seed and a record of two and three. Now, why is Gibson still ranked so high? Well, again, the output is there. Gibson has the highest overall points for, but also the highest overall points against. He's had the most difficult strength of schedule, and he still performed well despite it all, scoring over 100 points, in four out of the five weeks, his only uh, time not scoring that was 89 points against Austin in week four. But again, some of the point totals that Gibson can throw out there, Gibson's team can throw out there, are ridiculous. I mean, he lost last week scoring 136 points, while Rishi scored 160. Gibson also lost week one scoring 115 points losing to Kieran's 160, right? So there is still so much firepower on this team and so much season left to go in many ways that yes, two and three is tough, but this is coming out of divisional play in the first three games of the season. And looking ahead, I do believe that there is a little softness in the schedule coming up for Gibson's team. So, Gibson, I'm keeping you up here because your team has been performing well, and the only thing that would move them lower would be if you continue to lose games and just be the most unlucky player or unlucky team this year when it comes to strength of schedule. At number two, we have Kieran, aka NPM2FL, who is sitting at the top of the standings right now in the number one seed at four and one. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Christian McCaffrey went down. Kieran was 3-0. And he's come out of the two weeks so far splitting games. 1-1. McCaffrey is potentially scheduled to come back this week. And as I said before, Kieran is in a good spot. I mean, he came out of the McCaffrey injury, potentially out of the McCaffrey injury, 
still in the number one seed, still very scary, and I'm facing him this week. So I'm a little worried because the projected numbers don't look good for me. So Kieran may go on to be five and one and retain his top spot or his top seed as we approach the midway point of the season. So hopefully that doesn't happen. (laughs) Which brings me to number four, which is yours truly. So I jumped up from the five spot last week. (laughs) I scored a ridiculous point, a ridiculous amount of points in my game against Austin. That's That's all I wanted for my birthday was to totally crush Austin in our one game this season. Uh, and I believe I now have the top score or the, the highest score so far this season at 185. So whoop-de-doo, I'm feeling pretty good. My team is at three and two, sitting in the number four seed. And until, until I can feel like I'm not going to have weeks like two weeks ago where none of my players showed up and I scored only 96 points in a loss... I want to make sure that I can get some kind of consistency out. It was nice. Don't get me wrong. It was nice to see the team firing on all cylinders, but I highly, highly doubt that I'm going to get weekly performances from Mark Andrews in the 36-point range or Devontae Adams in the 32-point range. So I will take it. Definitely, I will take it because having that point total helps in the long run and a part of the reason why I move myself up in the power rankings here. But until I can see a little bit more consistency, I'm good at the four spot. At number five, we have a new addition to the top six. It is TJ, Armor Hot Dogs, who is currently sitting at four and one and the number three seed overall in the standings. Now, I I don't feel super comfortable about this. Why? Because <laughs> Armor Hot Dogs has the third lowest point f- points for this season, as well as the easiest strength of schedule with only 435 points scored against them. The next highest is 474, and that's against Toby's team. So this is, this is very tentative for me, but I did not want to respect the team. So I'm sorry. I did not want to disrespect a team that is four and one and finding a way to win each and every week. Now, they might win the schedule lottery and, and have the easiest strength of schedule throughout this entire season. Who knows? But what I can tell you is now that we are, there's still a lot of season to go, but now that we are approaching the halfway mark, being four and one is going to matter down the road, right? These, these records are going to start to matter. These wins and losses are going to start adding up. And Again, since there is so much season left to play, there is a chance and a potential for Armor Hot Dogs to not only improve their team further, right? It's fantasy. So anything can happen in terms of injuries, right? I'm kind of discounting that because that can happen to anybody. But what, from what we've seen with Armor Hot Dogs, there is also a potential for improvement. So it doesn't make me comfortable. The only time they scored over 100 points was against me in week one, where it was 136. Uh, Since then, they've been somewhat consistently averaging uh, in the mid-90s and, like I said, have gotten by with an easier strength of schedule. But sitting at 4-1, and I did not want to not include them in the top six. And finally, in the sixth spot, I actually have a tie. It's between Rishi, a.k.a. Smartest GM Ever, and Austin, 
aka hashtag Team Nardo. Both of these teams are sitting at three and two. Their points for are only 21 points apart. And their points against are only two points apart. So they look very, very identical in a lot of the metrics that matter that it's hard to decide between them. Now, I was going to pick Rishi over Austin, but (laughs) I didn't want this to come back and feel like it was just about the beef that Austin and I have. And Austin, you know, we got our beef, but I tried to keep it out of the power rankings. Now, again, I'm officially calling this as a tie, but I do want to give my reasons for why I think there is one key metric here that could play a difference moving forward for or between Austin and Rishi. And that is the fact that Austin has been very, very consistent. And this is a consistent that is not in the best way, right? Austin is consistently scoring in the very low hundreds, mid-90s to low hundreds, which, as I said, is is not going to cut it if you're trying to be at the top top tier of the league. We're seeing uh, the top teams score an average of 120 points per game, right? Rishi, on the other hand, has had several weeks of major, major blowouts in terms of point total, scoring 160 points last week, and in week three, scoring 135 points. So why does this matter to me? You know that consistency is a big thing, yet I'm actually going against my own grain on this by looking at Rishi's team and seeing that his players have the potential for big game performances. And I think that that could make a big difference as we round out the midway point of the season. So again, it's hard to say the, that is the only metric in terms of looking at these two teams that really divided them one from the other is, you know, when Rishi wins, he wins big. When he loses, he loses big. Whereas Austin has been kind of even keeled throughout and the way their schedules have played out has allowed them to achieve the five and six seeds respectively and be at a record of three and two. So there's still so, so much season left to be played, right? I'm not trying to get ahead of myself here. And the fact that Gibson and Amar, two of our championship uh, participants last year, are currently sitting at the seven and eight positions right outside the playoffs and breathing down their necks, that to me says we, again, it's a very muddled middle right now and difficult to pick. But I wanted to give some respect to the teams that I have not been including here that have been performing and are now higher up on the standings. Again, this is, this is a week where I don't feel as comfortable with everybody that I've put in at the spots that I've put in. Honestly, I like, <laughs> honestly, I like Nardo at the top spot and everybody else has, is yet to be is yet to be decided in terms of who's going to show up week in and week out. So looking at the remaining teams here, we did have a flippening happen where Toby won his first game last week. So congratulations to Toby. But not only that, jumped up from the 12th spot to the 11th spot. 
So Nooney, I'm sorry, bro. You are now dead last with 432 points for and 587 points against. So guys, don't worry. Still plenty of season to go. Lots of time to make some changes. We have that extra game this season. So don't sleep on it. Make some changes while you can. And best of luck to every team this week, except for Kieran. Kamish out. <laughs>